SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. How did I not say legendary commentator, Mark Lisson and writer? Mark, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Uh, nice to talk to you, Tabiso. Hope you are well. Yes, I'm fine, Mark. I hope you're fine too. Thank you, sir. I know we're going to talk about the awards, but just your opinion on the season that we've had. Are you happy with the standard of play? How do you sum it up? Well, obviously, it's been a bit strange because there's been no crowds there. So, you know, I think when we look back in 20 years, we will certainly uh, nod, uh, sort of shake our heads and um, maybe click our tongues at how different it all was and how strange it all was. So I think, uh, but but uh, I mean, the quality of Mamalodi Sundowns away and above all the other teams, I think, was evident early on. The big story, of course, was the sort of the crash of Kaiser Chiefs. I think that kept us journalists nice and busy. Uh, Pirates were perhaps a little disappointing. And it was nice to see some of the new teams, you know, Galaxy, TTM, the uh, House Swallows did uh, all a little bit, uh, freshened it up a little bit, I felt. So, but yeah, I think uh, if we, if we put it in context of the last 10, 20 seasons, it was, it was weird. I think that's probably the best word. (laughs) And the gap seems to be growing a bit between Sundowns and the other team. It was 13 points this season. Is that a worry? Do we need our league to be more competitive or is it already Yeah, it depends how you look at it. I mean, uh, I mean, I really do think they're building a dynasty now and it's very hard to see how anyone's going to challenge them. I mean, it's been coming for a long time. The, the Motsepe money is such that, um, you know, the other teams cannot compete. There was a time when I was a younger reporter when players, you know, the most players dreamt of playing for Kaiser Chiefs. Um, now they dream of being paid by Motsepe. So, you know, the whole, the whole market has changed. It's, it's no longer, uh, it, was, it was a very easy in those days for Chiefs and Pirates, but particularly Chiefs to, to pick the best players and to, and to therefore, you know, be a dominant force. And ever since um, he arrived on the scene, he certainly changed things. I think in the same way, as we've seen overseas with the, you know, with Manchester City, with the Emirati money or with Abramovich at Chelsea, you know, these kind of um, benefactors have changed the game. I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying for the worst. I, I find it quite exciting, you know, the money that they put in the game and the players that they buy and the players that they bring. But I think we are maybe sitting on the cusp of uh, a bit of a long domination by, by sundown, something like, Juventus, you know, 10 years winning Serie A or Bayern Munich, nine years winning the Bundesliga, just just a little bit too strong for everybody else. Yes, and and, and you, you touched on Kaiser Chiefs also. Um, how important is it uh, for Chiefs to recover from the season that they've had? Because there's always the argument that for a good league in South Africa, we need a Chiefs to be con- competing and performing well as well as for the national team. Well, I don't know if I buy that argument. I mean, I think if Kaiser Chiefs do not... Um, do not ever get their old luster back again. That's maybe sort of uh, an evolutionary process that that happens. You know, I mean, if you look at football history around the world, and you look at who the champions were in the 1950s and 1960s, a lot of those clubs have disappeared. Even in this country, you know, we look at uh, some of the early winners of our uh, multiracial or non-racial football: Lusitano, Highlands Park. All of these guys have gone. You know, I think it's also. You know, life is evolutionary, and if you if you're not keeping up with the times, uh, you shouldn't really have uh, an automatic right to be up there with the winners and with the leaders unless you're doing the right things. And I think Kaiser Chiefs is on the is on the cusp, possibly, of becoming a sort of a fading power. They really need to claw it back now. You know, it's a big season for the next season. They're allowed to buy players. 
again. What they go and do in the marketplace is going to be absolutely vital, you know, getting themselves competitive because they, they can ill afford to have another season without trophies. It just means the young generation coming through aren't supporting Chiefs. You know, the kids of today, they go with the winners. Mm. And so it could be in 10, 20 years' time, you suddenly find the only Chiefs fans are the old Madalas who remember the great days of the 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s. So, yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big, big season for them coming up. Massive, massive. Yes. Now, let's go back to the PSL Awards. Mark, always the people will talk after the awards. But firstly, you are the convener of judges. What does that role entail? I was a convener of the judges only for one panel, which mm-hmm. was the coach of the year. There were, I mean, I think each, oh, okay. my understanding is that each award has a different set of judges. So as the convener, my job was like a chairman of a meeting. Um, we had, I think I'm right in saying six judges, five or six judges, um, journalists, um, people in the media, but also some ex-players mm-hmm. and um I was basically in charge of what was a very uh, thorough uh, process. Uh, There was a lot of healthy debate and obviously at the end a fairly um, controversial choice which has played out fairly heavily on social media in the the 24 hours or so since uh, it was announced uh, at the awards. Yes, and that's why we hear so many people have asked us to Get somebody to come and explain the criteria used here. So how was that voting process then uh, this time around for coach of the season? Well, what happens is that each each judge is asked to nominate three, um, their best three. And the the points awarding is also, de- is also determined in the rules beforehand. So your number three gets one point, your number two gets three points, and your number one gets five points. So it's a little bit weighted. So each judge would, would then come online. We all did it on Zoom, obviously. Mm. Uh, we'd come online and say, okay, I'm voting for Mr. X at number three, and this is the reason why. And then he would say, I'm voting for number for Mr. X or Mrs. X at number two. Um, we have to be gender correct these days, Tabiso. And then uh, and at number one. And so, they, of course, they, each judge then gets his opportunity to say his piece. And at the end, everybody submits their votes. So it was a good hour and a half of... Uh, I mean, the judges I, I had on my panel were, were very good. I thought they were well-prepared. Um, they knew their stuff. They, their motivation for their choices was very good. I can tell you that the vote was incredibly close. I think it was two points uh, between McCarthy and the Sundowns duo. Um, it was a lively debate. But at the end of the day, you cast your vote. And once your vote is casted, that's the end of the story, you know. So um, I, I was very happy with the process. It was obviously always going to be controversial. Um, and we've seen this before with awards. And I suppose it's, you know, that's the beauty of our society these days. We can all express our opinion and we can be jump up and down if we don't like it. And we can do so freely. So you don't vote. You just overlook the whole process. Yes, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a a chairman as it were but uh, i would have liked to have had a vote but um it's uh it's uh i suppose when you get older they make you the chairman they don't (laughs) trust you to vote anymore but would you have come in if there was a tie uh or they have to vote again i I would have come in as a tie like Sepp Blatter when we lost the world cup (laughs) against the germans yes (laughs) okay and and on that note who would you have voted for mark 
Well, you know, I must go with my panel. I mean, I, you know, I think I, I must tell you, in all honesty, these were really top guys, uh, and and they and they knew their stuff, man, and they presented solid arguments why, and there was and there was vigorous debate about it. You know, I mean, it was not. It's a very difficult choice. You know, the mm-hmm. the two the two candidates are incredibly strong. In fact, the third candidate, Mandela Nikazi from Arrows, also a very strong contender. I mean, I think it's been a long time since we've had a an award where it could have gone to one of three people and and uh, deservedly so too. You know, what uh, what Nikazi did with Arrows this season was fantastic. What McCarthy did with Amazulu this season was absolutely uh, marvelous. And of course, you know, what uh, what Mangova um, um, and what uh, Rulani did with Sundowns is, uh, is, is, is also uh, fantastic. Uh, it's particularly, you know, the record of, of not losing an away game the entire season, 67 points or 64 points. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, but I, if you're asking me, I've got to go with my panel. I can't, I can't put my guys under the bus. Okay, maybe then you can explain the motivation used by the guys because that's what the, the 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 talk has been about on social media because the argument is that Sundowns only lost once in um, 30 matches, like you said, didn't lose away from home, scored the most goals, considered the least goals, only 14 in 30 games, while Amazulu was second, they were 13 points behind Sundowns. What what was the motivation then? For well, Fadi? I mean, first of all, the... the, the, the the presumption that because you win the league, you must be the coach of the year, I think is is something that you must put to bed straight away. And let's just remind everybody that uh, it's maybe 15 years ago or so that Gavin Hunt finished eighth place with Black Leopards mm-hmm. and was, was voted coach of the year because of the extraordinary job he did when he was still a young coach, uh, taking this team from Toyondo and putting them way beyond where anybody expected they would go. So, so first of all, um, I, you know, basically, I think the panel found that what Amazulu, you know, Amazulu moving basically from bottom place when McCarthy arrived to, to challenging, albeit briefly, for the title, and then finishing second, uh, highest position for the club in 49 years, and then also booking their place in the Champions League, etc., was was marginally better than uh, the achievement of the Sundowns, to, the Sundowns duo, which you've laid out uh, yourself in terms of all, of all of those records. And it is, you know, it's a subjective argument. You, you can argue it both ways. I, I, can, see, I can see people's frustration. I understand uh, that people would look at this and say, hang on, that's, that doesn't seem right. And I, I'm sure had we chosen the, or had the panel chosen the uh, two from Sundowns, it probably would have added just as much of a storm about why was McCarthy not coach of the year? So, yeah, I mean, I, I think basically uh, it, it was it was very tight, and it could have gone either way. So, what more could the Sundowns coaches have done? Oh, he's gone. Uh, uh, oh, I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> listen, you you you've got to you've got to accept that these guys know what they're talking about mm. uh, because I can assure you these these guys are learned. They follow the game all day long. Some of them have played the game at the highest level. And this is their choice. And you have to, you know, it's a democratic process. Okay, let's just take some of the voice notes on 061-4104-107. We're just finding out, getting clarity on that award that you guys have been talking about, Coach of the Season. So we've brought the convener of this award. It was only for this award that Mark Gleason was the convener of Judges Coach of the Season. And as I mentioned, I mean, there are mixed feelings about it. Some believe that Benny was a rightful winner and others believe the Sundowns coaches should have won it.
Hi, Katlejo. Hi, member Tabiso. Hi, Maglisen. This is Cabello Pitori, Mopitori, Walesandawana from Social Nguve Central Branch. Um, your decisions, Maglisen, and the panel is always, always questionable. What did Njagulam Blom do? What did he achieve? What did Coach Benny achieve? That Coach Rulani, Coach Mangobam Nuti, and Coach Steve didn't achieve better. Please, guys, can 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 we have a flow flow flowing PSL without having this kind of question at the end of the season? Just give the three Musketeers their accolades. They won the PSL without even having to rest. They played even more games than any other team. They contested highly. Please, yo. Good evening, Kabiso and Katleho and SFM sports listeners. On the question of coach of the season, uh, we must agree that in football, the stronger the squad you have, the easier it is for any coach. I mean, with Sundowns, you've got three international players competing for each position. So when a player gets red carded, it's no headache for the coach. When a player gets injured, it's no headache for the coach because he's got an equally capable player to replace. Uh, so, um, with other teams, like your Amazulu in this case, I mean, uh, it, Benny joined a, a, a team that, is, that had recently bought status or new management, you know. It's challenging to get in. Most coaches will make that excuse that, no, we need time to get familiar with the team and the players and blah, blah, blah. No such excuses with Benny. He just came in and did his job and look at Amazulu now gonna play in Africa I mean, for the first time in their history. For me, congratulations Benny, you deserve it. Benny's in the 18 area. Halagasha. Halagasha, thanks Mterana for that. Morgan in Cape Town, do you also agree Benny should is the right winner? Uh hundred percent I agree with with the last uh, caller. Mm. Benny did exceptionally well. When he came in uh Amazulu were the relegation candidate, mm. and nobody expected them to do like the way they did, they, they did this season. And all I want to say is congratulations to Amazulu, congratulations to Benny Makate. They did well. Amazulu, they got everything. I don't expect everyone to say like, ah, let's give it to the champions. Mm. Well, no, but at the moment you can say like, we're going to challenge Amazulu. But... Benny did try his best, and I want to congratulate him for the job well done. Okay, that's thank- all I want to say. Thanks yeah. for that. Let's take another voice note. See, two for Benny so far, one for the Sundowns coaches. Tabiso Mebrur, I mean, I feel disrespected by by how Maglison has explained everything. I just find it appalling and 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 disappointing, especially with the PS with PSL. No, ah, come on. Come on. It must be automatically. If they, the team wins the league, the coaches win the coach of the season. Why must be, what should we, why, why must people vote for, for, for coach of the season? You check out the PS, EPL, my bro. Man City won the league. Who won the coach of the season? Imagine Ologan uh, Winile, uh, coach of the season. That would be crazy. People, yes, it's, 
it's just a tiny lie south africa is just yeah no come on no good evening everyone good evening i think people are getting it wrong when it comes to nominate the coach the best coach i don't think it's the coach that achieved more it's the best coach the coach that turned around more the coach that did unexpected sometimes we know that no they had the team they had everything and but now benny he just came from nowhere and he took that team to where people never expect that it's got that team is gonna be it's not about the best coach who gave the best results it's about the coach who with good turnarounds hey th- i think it's a bit balanced now i'll take the last caller is there a caller on the line okay no we're gonna move on mark uh, there are mixed views here is there any comment you want to respond to well I, fi- I mean i made the point that i don't think that uh coach of the year must automatically go to the winner that was obviously some guy felt differently um and in the beginning, I think the gentleman's name was Cabello from Shoshangu yes, there, yes. who suggested that, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's also sort of automatic. I would suggest to, to everybody that, you know, the main reason we like football rather than cricket or snooker or things uh, that are a little bit more sedate is it's because it's full of excitement and uncertainty and controversy and... Uh, differing opinions and you know if you want to have an automatic uh, uh, sport go and go and go and follow swimming you know where the guy who comes touches first is the winner uh, this is this these awards are, are are about people's opinions and and um, uh, you know it's it, it, it turned out so that you know people who won the league trophy didn't win the coach of the year it's not always going to happen like that but this was a particularly interesting season with the particularly different um deserved candidates as i mentioned mccarthy and nikazi from uh, from arrows so yeah i say you know listen guys let's be a little bit let's be a little bit more um a little broader in our thinking a little less automated in our thinking about uh, about awards and recognition because uh, you know this the, the game of football is is a, is a game of uncertainty and, and changes if it wasn't we wouldn't be we wouldn't be following it it would be too boring for us and then there's just another one that says Manjang Nika has it deserved the coach of the award if the coach of the season award if resources and club expectations exactly, exactly. are anything to go by Exactly, and and that's another and that's another very good point. Um, and all the points that people have made, the voice notes that you have played, I think are excellent. You know, uh, people love the game; they have different opinions. I, I'm all for it. Let's we can continue this debate debate for hours and hours. It would be it would be really particularly interesting. Um, but that's how that's how the guys voted. We have to respect the democratic process. Okay, and I guess because this was the only award you were after, you you can't talk about the others. Uh, like I, I, like I, I, Nedbank I, promising play of the season, Mark Jabulo Blom was nominated. He played forty four minutes there yeah, in that no, tournament. I, I didn't have anything to do with that, so I, I, I can't. But I can understand. I can understand that that is a silly nomination. As a, in my personal capacity, mm. I agree with that assertion. Okay, now we gotta. And then somebody says, "Are you allowed to name the judges?" No, I mean, uh, I, you know, you're asking me now to throw colleagues under the bus. That's the one thing I'm not going to do. I, I, I'm happy to come here as uh, as chairman or, or yeah. uh, convener of the panel and face up, face the music. But uh, I think uh, you're asking me to throw guys under the bus. Um, 
that I'm afraid I'm not going to do. And to be fair, the PSL did release the name of all the people who voted. So it is up on the PSL's social media platforms there, guys. But thanks, Mark. Thanks for giving us some clarity then. Thanks to so for inviting me. I appreciate it. So, so just to confirm, it wasn't because it's coach of the season and at sundowns they have coaches. <laughs> well, okay, the, you, know, you know, that's a, that's a good point you make because uh, oh. guys are talking about the, the Holy Trinity. Yeah. But, I mean, had sundowns won, it would have been the two, not the three. Uh-huh. Because sundowns themselves made it very clear that uh, Mangoba and Rulani are co-coaches uh-huh. when... Uh, Motsepe announced it in the beginning when Pizzo left. He said uh, they are the co-coaches, but Mangoba has the final say in case of a dispute. And then when Steve came, he was given the title senior coach, which is the, the way it was read was as sort of chief understudy. But um, the panel did, uh, or the PSL did get clarity. My understanding is the PSL did get clarity from Sundowns before we sat down as a panel, because that was one of our questions. Are we voting for the three guys or are we voting for the two guys? Mm-hmm. And had the Sundowns duo won, it would have been two, not three. Okay, great stuff, Mark. Thanks for being available to speak to us. We appreciate it. All the best, sir. Okay, there we, there you go, guys. There's the explanation then from the convener of the judges in the coach of the season award, uh, Mark Glesser. I can see this debate is still going to go on here for days and days because Enoch Mevana says no facts, no clear explanation of the criteria uh, from Mark there. And that's what is also being said on social media. Also, a lot of people not agreeing with it but he says the best um, coach doesn't have to be the coach that wins the league and I asked the question what more then do the Sundowns coaches need to do maybe they needed to go unbeaten to finish the, finish the season unbeaten and then they would have been recognised but take nothing away from Coach Ben he's done a fantastic turnaround job there and we're going to leave this conversation there